0: Hey guys, I want to let you guys know that I am sorry that this is coming up the latest we've ever come up with a podcast yet. I've been battling bronchitis, and I've also been battling honey do as I've been gone a lot lately. My wife has been needing us. We were gone all throughout the Memorial Weekend, and we are replanting our lawn. Just a quick example of how crazy that's been is I was dressed for work heading my way out yesterday when she begged me, please just get rid of the stump. There's a tree she cut down, a small bush tree that was in the way of where she's planting flowers and she wanted me to get rid of it for real quick. So I thought, oh, okay, fine, I'll do that. And wearing my snow pants to cover my work clothes, I went out there, took two hacks at it with a pickaxe, and my second pickaxe hit. Nails a water line for our sprinklers that takes the water to the backyard from the city. And I have no way of turning it on. Except for our main water line turnoff, and that was stuck. Apparently, in this house that we've been in for a couple years now, I'd never been able to turn that, and it hasn't been a problem in the past. But once I nailed that water line, and it was spewing out water, and I couldn't stop it. We had to call the city, and I called the city back two or three times. I spent the entire day fixing that water line issue, and it's actually still leaking. And so between All the other stuff, bronchitis, and my wife needing help with the flowers, it has been nuts. And so I apologize that I haven't had the free time and extra time that I usually have to make this edit. So it's coming out right now. Quick announcement before we go into this podcast. We didn't have this when we recorded that podcast. We want to let you know about our contest. We're doing a contest with PhotoPills. They're sponsoring three winners. So if you've always thought, hey, I've always wanted that app, but I just couldn't justify, but you just can't justify $10 for an app, you can get it free, three of you will get it free if you do this contest. So what you do is you load any picture, a picture you've taken a year ago, picture you've taken this week, anything that you like that you post to Instagram. Make sure you use the hashtag photogadventuresphotopillsgiveaway, all one word, photogadventuresphotopillsgiveaway. Use the hashtag, make sure you tag photopills, you tag photogadventures, and that in the description, this is the last thing you have to do is make sure in the description you say something, anything, how you could use PhotoPills to make this picture better or how you could use PhotoPills to plan something like this picture. Say you had a moon, a sun, or a Milky Way. You can plan exactly where it's going to be in the frame. Or a star trail or a time lapse. Anything at all. Just declare how PhotoPills could help you perfect that image. You have that in the description. You use the hashtag PhotogAdventures PhotoPills giveaway and tag Photog Adventures and tag PhotoPills. Then you are entered into the contest. It's going to be done by midnight June 6th because on June 7th, we're going to have Raphael Pons from the PhotoPills team right here on the podcast as a co-host and we'll be talking about PhotoPills and we'll also do a live listener Q&A for YouTube and Facebook where we're going to have two cameras going live so you guys can ask questions of Raphael Pons about the app, about anything in PhotoPills at all. We'll go through that Q&A and when that's over, we'll do a quick judge of the top 10 images and between Myself, Brendan, and Raphael will choose our favorite three. The top three that will get the copy of Photo Pills and we'll send it out to you. If you ever wanted this app but you couldn't afford it, here's your chance get it, go. Also, the podcast you're about to listen to was a podcast that we went live on YouTube. And so there are some back and forth between us and our intern Peyton. We have an intern now. He's been with us for a couple podcasts. Every time he can between school, he would join us. But now a summer, he's joining us a lot and he's helping out a lot. So we mic'd him up last time and he he's actually featured on this podcast. And because it was a live event, we took questions and I think about one question I kept on the podcast. The other questions I edited out and kept it quick and snappy so the podcast kept going. You're going to hear a lot of back and forth between us and Peyton, and so that's why, that's what's going on, but here we go, let's get to the podcast, episode 35. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King.
1: I'm Brennan Porter. and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing
0: places and learn from our mistakes and our successes.
1: We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own.
0: Oh, here we are. Hey, I did something useful. Woo-hoo. Good job. Good job, intern. Good job, everybody. Team, team hug later. Yeah. It's episode thirty-five. Thanks for joining us again, everybody. We're at episode thirty-five. Wow. I mean, we had some bonus episodes, so that puts us at forty something now. Yeah. But I'm excited to have 35 be our number because one of my favorite podcasts in the world, Tripod, was only in the 40s, and so we're gonna catch up to Tripod soon. All right. And I'm excited to catch up to Tripod because I admire, adore, and revere Nick Page and Jim Harmer's work on Tripod. So yeah, hope we catch guys. you guys. You better if you want to keep up with us, you better start releasing an episode every week. Sorry, which everyone wins if you do that. So welcome <laughs> to episode 35. Today we're gonna talk about what, Brendan.
1: The Monument Valley area, um, southern Utah, some of the uh, national parks and national monuments around there, and about the thousand miles plus trip <laughs> we did to shoot our Patreon video.
0: As crazy as that sounds, that wasn't the first time that we went a thousand miles in a weekend. No, but the it's other not. time was your wife's fault, which was a great fault because yeah. it gave us a chance to go to Arches when we weren't planning on going to the and Arches. We,
1: that was kind of when we first started out, too. Yeah. We went out to an area. And we did this huge, giant triangle <laughs> around the around the state because my wife took the kids down to Arches and wanted us to meet her there. So. She's
0: like, "Hey, can you meet us here tomorrow?" It's like, "Uh, we're in Goshen area, or not Goshen area. We were in no. Delta area. Yeah, yeah. Over there by Notch Peak. So we drove three miles from there to get to Arches, and it was a three-mile drive home for me that night. Three hour. Oh yeah, three
1: miles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three hours. Three drive. miles. <laughs> Three-hour tour each way. So. <laughs> Yeah, so we, uh, we, we shot our Patreon video originally here in the studio. Just what you like guys this. Yeah, kind of what you guys are seeing now. And uh, we talked about the stuff that we wanted to do and all our goals and stuff. And then we looked at the video and we're just like, eh, you know. <laughs> so um, we decided to take it on the road and do the areas that, we, that we've already kind of been to. Some areas. Actually, we've been to all the areas. Yeah, i um, had been to every one of them,
0: except I don't think you'd ever seen Natural Bridges I National Monument. Yeah,
1: I hadn't been to Natural Bridges yet, but you had the weekend before. And so that kind of spurred the idea, hey, let's just go down and do a quick round trip. Uh, Aaron planned it all out. It was crazy fun and, uh, to see all
0: the places we could hit in a very short and we diamond.
1: Hit, yeah, we hit all those places within like a 24-hour period.
0: Yeah. It was nuts. The sunset at Goblin Valley, and then we had sunset at Arches the next day. And by that point, we'd already hit... Goblin Valley, Natural Bridges National Monument. We went past Goosenecks, but never got out. Went to yeah. ne- Monument Valley. Oh, I already said that. No, Monument Valley. I kind of blended it in with Natural Bridges National Monument. Yeah. Huh? Monument Valley. We went to Valley of, or House on Fire Ruins, but we never hiked down in there. Yeah. And then up to Arches and that area of Balance Rock.
1: And because we missed House on Fire, wasn't um, going to work out for us, and we missed Goosenecks as well. Weather. Um, about a week later, at the end of that week, actually, we went to Salt Flats. Oh, and right. finished the video there. So. It
0: was beautiful out there because it was a full moon night. And we had a chance yeah. to see the full moon rising over the flat of the salt flats. And in Utah, typically where we live in the valleys of all the high mountain peaks, we don't see moon or sun, rises or sets on the horizon. We can't see them until they're up for an hour.
1: Nope. And then they're much smaller.
0: So some of you guys have already noticed our Patreon account. We have a Patreon page now that you can go and donate and help us keep this this project funded over at patreon.com forward slash Adventures. And I wanted to talk about a survey that we have going and we want you guys to come in and join in on it. If you go to the Facebook listener group, the survey has a link there. You just have to do a search for our survey. But I will put out on these podcast notes that you're hearing from right now, you'll have a link to the survey. And those of you live will get a link to the survey to you really quickly. help the intern get that out to you while we're live. Hey. Every week we like to feature a Photog Adventure listener story because Brendan and I are all about encouraging others to go out and do camera work, photography work on their own. And so we hope that you guys will take the time in your life to go out and do these things and be inspired to go out. And this story, I think this one does a little bit less about inspiring you Chandler just out screamed hi by the way. Chandler screamed hi? Hey Chandler, hey man. I'm glad you're watching. So we've got <laughs> this story. It's gonna inspire you to go out and also inspire you to not go out where he lives. Let's just say it that way. So Mike Lawton, he says, after a couple hours of driving down to Mayaka River or Mayaka, Mayaka, Mayaka River State Park, I set up my tent and went out to scout locations. And then As he was scouting out locations near this little stream, he thought, okay, I can put my camera here, go here. And before he knew it, he accidentally almost stepped on a 14-foot alligator. Whoa. And he goes, okay, I oh can't my. get reflection shots in this water. I'm going to get out of here. And he got out of there as fast as he could. It wasn't nearly a full moon, but you know, it was kind of blocking the Milky Way in his shot. So here's his picture here, Brendan. Okay. So we'll share this picture with you guys on the show notes. <laughs> this is his Milky Way shot, but it's a good example of seeing how much the moon can wash out your Milky Way even in a dark sky location like Mayaka State Park.
1: So where was the moon located? Was it on the other side? You
0: don't see it. And it's setting before. It hadn't set yet. And he went for the picture early. And I don't wow. even think that it would have set before astronomical dawn. I'm thinking in this situation, the okay, moon is yeah. still going to be up. So the up. moon
1: is lighting the trees.
0: Yeah, you can see all the light okay. on the terrain.
1: So it almost looks like daylight. Really? So it looks like he took two exposures. But that the moon is so bright when you're doing a 20 second exposure that it literally looks like daylight. So, yeah, that's that's incredible.
0: So it looks great with the foreground. It's nice and clean, but then you've yeah. also got a Milky Way that is so washed out by the light pollution in the distance yeah, and yeah. then the light pollution of the moon. It looks like a blue sky instead of a dark purple-black right, sky right, that you right. really want.
1: It's still a cool image, though.
0: Very. He got a good resolution on the Milky Way after all, despite all of that. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't et by an alligator. <laughs> Right. He shares in the, cha- in the conversation other pictures of the area that he was at. You can see there's a really cool bridge going oh, across the river, yeah. and you can see how it's shallow, where alligators would hang out. And, yeah, that's going to be bad news for so him. So is he in Florida? He is in Florida. Okay. <laughs> He's got more pictures, He's got of, pictures of, alligators. of alligators on his, <laughs> on his page. It doesn't say the exact area in Florida, but I'm pretty sure he's either in Florida or in one of the states surrounding the northern wow. part of Florida. So great job on your picture, Mike. We know that you have plenty more stories to come and share. That's so cool. thanks for sharing your story. Reminder to those of you who want to share your story with us on the Photog Adventure and you want us to feature it, put on there on the Facebook listener group, hashtag listener Photog Adventures, and I know that you want me to share it. Make sure you give me your settings and everything. Oh, and that reminds me that he did give me the settings down here in a comment
1: reply. Yeah, I was going to say, what. What, what was he using so for
0: here's his settings mike lawton had six shots they're layered together oh, so he okay. helped bring out a lot of the detail the nice. movie, probably okay, because smart. he had stacked okay. shots so even though he is fighting light pollution of the moon and light pollution of the cities areas in the distance he got through that because of it yeah he used a rokinon 14 millimeter oh, f2.8 yeah. he was at iso 3200 and he exposed it for 17 seconds long
1: and do we know what kind of camera body he's using canon 5d mark 3 okay
0: So awesome job, Mike. Thanks for sharing that. And I'm excited to share Stanley Harper's image next week because it's an awesome storm image. It's fantastic.
1: Okay, so um, we're just going to talk about stuff that happened along the way. In Goblin Valley, we try to retrace our steps from when we went there a year ago. We wanted to get some sunset shots, but when we first got there, the sun was a little too high and it was just roasting hot. I mean, it was just like it felt like it was 100 degrees and there was zero plant life out there. It was just these big hoodoos that are just mud and solid pieces of clay. So it was just an oven, like a clay oven down there being baked by the sun all day long. So we're like, we're not going to go out there and look at anything until the sun gets a little lower and we're not going to get fried. So we waited for like an hour, I think, um, on a little pavilion at the top. And then we hiked down after that and we found our locations. We got some great shots. We were super excited. Those um, those have been published for over a year now. So you guys have probably seen our Goblin Valley pictures. Mine I found a little what I called the grotto in our one of our first videos and I showed um, those cool structures and stuff with the milky way shooting over it so we were super excited about the way those turned out. When we went back we tried to find those places in the daylight and it was almost impossible. It took us like a good long time it was before crazy. we like finally found like the structures that looked similar and it was all during the daytime so it totally looked different I mean, and so it was nuts. When we left that night
0: from our tripods and headed back to the car The first night ever there. The dark night. Yeah. Yep, the dark night. And we're thinking, okay, we are adults. We know how to handle this. I'm going to feel that I'm going this direction, (laughs) and I'm going to go that direction, and I'll just repeat it going backwards. It was not that easy. And then when we went there that day, and we were there at the afternoon, I thought, okay, I know we came down here. We didn't go that far, and we went over that way. Okay, for those of you on Facebook, this will make it a lot easier. For those of you not, I'm sorry. Imagine this square Here's the parking spot right here down the bottom part of the square. When we came down the hill, we thought, okay, we'll just go over here to this point where it's at. Well, when we walked there in the daylight, we found out that it's not here. It was not towards the bottom third of the square. It was towards the middle of the square over to the right. Mm. And it wasn't just that we weren't far enough this direction. We actually had to go back another direction and further out. I had no idea. I had no idea understanding of the distance that we had traveled that night in the dark like I thought I did.
1: Yeah, the spa- it was like shifting the space-time continuum or something. It was crazy.
0: <laughs> so, Goblin Valley, that was really cool to see where we got lost and how really lost we were.
1: Yeah, and it took us a wa- it took us quite a while to find our spots in the daylight. I never thought it would take that long. And because I knew the structure is like what I was looking for, I, and I knew I had to have this, this, and this little thing in the middle. And it, even in the daylight, it looked totally different. Like I had like a little rock, which I kind of thought of like as an altar around these other rocks. And it was totally seemed more <laughs> open yeah. in the daylight, and it seemed totally more secluded in the da- in the dark. So it was just it was total trip. To uh, to try to find those spots again.
0: Yeah, and if you see our Facebook listener group, the banner at the top is well, okay, you can't really see all the rocks that Brennan has in here. Yeah, yeah. But you can see that Milky Way shot that he captured. And my night, that spot you found it first in the day. Like, hey, this is where you were, and I couldn't even recognize it while standing there. Right, I couldn't yeah, even yeah, we're recognize both looking. And I'm like, hey, those
1: are the rocks that you shot. And I'm like, nah. No, so I don't the grotto so. must be right behind us, and then sure <laughs> enough.
0: The distance, everything was completely off. It was an amazing feeling.
1: Yeah, it was so trippy.
0: So what was that next story you were going to go into? So the next story
1: is when the, the next night we actually drove out to um, Monument Valley. And so there's an official like Monument Valley like resort hotel place oh, yeah. now, like at the top of the cliff. I'd never been there before, my first time there, but everything looked like it was new. So I was like, wow, this place is pretty awesome. And light polluted. What the heck? I thought I was going to have a dark sky. Yeah, so that caused a lot of light pollution. We went down the trail to just camp out near the rocks. It was kind of insane because this was like the only road to go down into the Monument Valley area and it was yeah. crazy like huge divots and boulders in the road and stuff. And it's, it's Brendan
0: like- was driving slow, and that's abnormal. Brendan drives quick and efficient. And so I thought, go slower. I look at the speedometer. You're going like five.
1: And you were hitting those bumps, and it yeah. felt like
0: you were speeding over speed bumps.
1: Yeah, it was nuts. And I've got a newer vehicle that has high clearance, and it was still, like, really crazy. It made us nervous, like we were going the wrong direction. Yeah. It was yeah. such a bad road. And then when we got to the bottom, more to where we wanted to stop and park, it was, it was actually fine. It was better. But it was pretty nuts. I was It was really intense there for a minute. Like, and then the next morning, we see, like, Horse trailer after horse trailer, <laughs> after horse trailer after horse trailer going up the same road. And they're all, ow, 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 like this. And oh, I, thought, shaking I, I was for sure like, they're going five times faster than we were. And I was for sure a horse is going to get shot out of one of these, you know, like <laughs> ejected from the back. It was oh, no, crazy. They lost
0: one. He'll be ours now.
1: Yeah, it was just crazy. And these people must do it all the time because they're like totally used to it.
0: And we don't think that we actually should have done this. We're not sure what the rules are. But when we went down there. It was already 2 in the morning by that point. Maybe it was like 1 or something. It was closer to 1 or midnight. And we got down there at this spot, and we're ready for the sunrise that morning. And we're thinking, well, let's just sleep in the car right here. Might not be allowed. Sorry if it's not. Sorry, Navajo tribe, if we should not have done that. Uh, We weren't weren't really sure. And so so. we just just tried it out, and we were ready to leave as soon as anyone asked us to, you know. And so every car that came by, I was sitting up. Uh Uh-oh, should we leave? No, no one's here. And then another car would come by. We're talking 2 to 3 to 4 to 5 a.m., constant cars passing mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And every time they did, they were going slow past the little bumpiness. And I thought every time, oh, they pulled up next to us, and they're asking us to leave. And so I'd get up.
1: But no one ever did. I mean, the, there was no rangers or anything, so no one No us, Did so. you say rangers? No, rangers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Reindeer Rangers. <laughs> there's no reindeer. Watch out for those guys. Hey guys, sorry. In <laughs> the season this is where we work <laughs> and we want you guys to leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, had our tripods out already set up and we had found a location that we thought we captured the Milky Way at 4 a.m. But once 4 a.m. came, I looked. Clouds. Too many Tons clouds. Tons of
1: clouds came in. It was like perfectly clear when we first got there. Like there's a few hazy clouds and we're like, wow, this could be really nice. If we wait for the Milky Way, it could open up and be nice. And then he woke up and said, it's cloudy. So I'm like, back to sleep. <laughs> back to sleep. Like instantly because we were exhausted. And uh, I wanted to mention how crazy the
0: sleeping arrangement was on the inside. Is this a good time to mention it? Sure. So Brendan has an awesome new vehicle. And the way that he, he put all of our gear, fit them all in the back seat. We have our seat. Okay. And the middle seats are down. We're filled up the whole back seat with all our crap but we're packing so efficient these days that it's really like two big boxes each and a bunch of small things. And we were able to put all of Brendan's stuff in the front driver's seat, all of my stuff in the front passenger seat, and then we had one food box that we just put on the top of the vehicle. And that opened up the entire back for laying all the way out with nothing in our path, just sleeping bags yep. and Yeah, so pillows. we just laid down some
1: foam, that you know, the yellow camping foam that everybody has, and uh, put our sleeping bags down and slept. And so, if you know, if you're familiar with the Chevy Traverse or the I'm not. Buick Enclave, that's the same basic seating arrangement. So,
0: and it was just sweet how we did little Tetris maneuvers, and we had all the boxes out of our way, and so we have a good setup. That Photog Adventure wagon is going to be awesome.
1: So, when we were there in Monument Valley, the sun rise because those clouds had come over, and it was completely overcast. Yeah, and it was actually raining all around us, but not not actually on us, which was really nice. And so, those storm clouds came in. And they were really low-hanging, like the nice ones that just roll underneath the sky. And the sun started rising and hit those. It was just unbelievable. It was epic, epic sunrise.
0: Yeah. We woke up at a time and looked out and thought, oh, man, we got to get up now. Yeah. Because we could see the orange band on the horizon just getting, just starting. And Mm -hmm. we knew this is going to be brilliantly orange. And this then it got worth
1: red it. and orange and just just incredible. So before we even did our video, we're just like, you know, just Camera taking time. pictures, and uh, those pictures turned out really good. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited, to work excited on for those. mine. A little bit more i still got some more processing to do but man they were awesome
0: the only thing that didn't go well about that sunrise was that the clouds were so low that once it came up past that horizon of clouds it didn't light up anything else anymore. no no
1: no it didn't it was all very even there was no more dramatic light but then that was perfect for our video that we wanted to do so yeah when you're doing video Um, you really want nice, even light. So overcast is actually perfect for video because then your face doesn't have harsh shadows on it and stuff like that. So when we're actually shooting videos, um, we actually want that for a light. But when you're going out and doing, you know, landscape photography, it's completely the opposite. You want that, you (laughs) want that, those hard shadows and sometimes the dramatic lighting and all that stuff. But um, in video, it doesn't really translate the same. And so it's really interesting how that, they're kind of opposites in that way. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. When we had the clouds blocking the light coming over us, I never got that moment with my foreground element that got a good golden hour light on it. Oh. I had a sunrise in the distance, but most of my subject in front of me was dark. I had a little bit of highlights on the flat part of the ground, the, the nice like sand that was in front of me, but not what I was really looking for. I yeah. was looking for that golden and that, hour, and it never hit, never Right, struck. and
1: that makes it difficult because when you're shooting into a sunrise or sunset... Uh, you do need to have that light on your subject yeah. and you don't want to create it artificially because that just no, be weird no. so so and yeah I, that's that's that makes it, makes it tough I think
0: my major problem there was if you've seen not monument valley with those like oven mitt monuments where you can see the thumbs I think they're kind of mm-hmm. like this the the one hand closest to me that rock formation i think it was between me and the sun and so i mm. sat in its shadow the whole sunrise
1: oh i see so
0: my subject never got lit yeah
1: and what's cool is I've seen pictures, and I was telling him when we were there that I've seen pictures where the sun sets, that shadow from the from one hand will actually sh- shine onto the other. You can see the silhouette of and a you hand. Can see the silhouette on the other <laughs> rock, which is like reverse. It's really cool, and so I've seen a few pictures like that before. People just go there at sunset at the right time of year because it has to be just angled just right. So. It's pretty sweet. Yeah,
0: that was awesome. Let's go ahead and take our first break of the podcast and we'll come back and tell more of the stories of our 1,000-mile trip and then get into what went well and what could have gone better in our photography.
1: Okay. Hey, guys, welcome back to the podcast. In this segment, we're going to continue from some of the stories and we'll go on to what went well and what didn't go well. Um, So when we were there at Monument Valley and we... We're just taking pictures. This we is were done the video. with the sunrise,
0: and we're about to do the video, and we start walking back to the car.
1: Yeah, well, Aaron starts walking back to the car, right, and I start I looking over there. I'm like, hey, what's that <laughs> over there? And then it kind of like it's a bluff, so it kind of drops off a little bit and then goes down to like a little rock valley, and then it's like huge drop-off. But before the huge drop-off, it's like a canyon. A it's tiny, like really,
0: tiny canyon, little goalie. Well,
1: I was like a little. I was in a goalie, but there was a canyon like in front of us. Oh, I got Before you. you see the rocks, it's like there's like a couple hundred foot drop, and then the rocks are way out there, and you don't realize that it's that steep until you get closer. You're like, whoa, that drops off, and so I was just like in a little goalie before the major drop off, and I saw this cool little plant. So I was getting like some pictures with my phone, as I was shooting with my camera. I was actually saw this bumblebee, and that took a lot of my time and air. And the whole time I was wondering. Where Where the heck did you go? Because he couldn't see me. And we're coming back.
0: (laughs) When I saw him walk off, he walked over the little bump. And I'm like, he's probably just grabbing something from his gear. And he'll be right back. So I go to the car. I'm getting my breakfast set up. I look over. Where the heck is Brendan? He's going to be here any second. I get more breakfast. I get everything poured in my bowl. I got my cereal going. Where the heck is Brendan? Where the heck is Brendan? I finished my cereal. (laughs) And he still hasn't shown up. And I'm like, you know what? If Brendan actually hurt himself, I've really taken my time. I've been taking my time <laughs> to go find him. I haven't been worried. And so I'm thinking, crap, what if he is actually hurt? So I go over and start looking for him, and uh, I found Brendan like you find a toddler out in the grasses. He's down there with a the little bug. He's like, oh, my gosh, this is so I'm awesome. I'm in this
1: little yellow, you know, <laughs> blossoming plant, and there's, there's a blue and gray bumblebee.
0: Really cool bumblebee.
1: And I'm like, I've never seen a bumblebee that's blue and gray before, and I lived in the desert They're for the 20 years. They're the most deadly yeah, <laughs> and so I was being very quiet and very calm while this guy was flying around because the last thing I want to do is get stung by something I'd never seen before. And uh, I come up and ruin upon his day him, too. and he's like, "Shh, oh, shh, sh- shh, sh- don't make any
0: noise." I'm like, "Why?"
1: Because I got my camera on my <laughs> phone. I'm all recording it with my phone, and I'm um, taking pictures with my regular camera. And uh, it was kind of cool because then at the end of my little video, which we'll post, uh, I, I pull the phone back because I see my camera set up. With the monuments behind it and it's kinda cool for macro to like wide angle kind of thing. It was pretty neat. So Yeah.
0: I think it's gonna be awesome bit of B roll for our footage. Yeah. We have the Patreon behind the scenes video coming up. It might be I think it will be what I do this week instead of the Rusty Parkhurst video. Those of you familiar with our schedule and our videos enough that you've actually watched the end screen, I usually say, this is what's coming up next week. The last month, I've just basically lied to you over and over and over (laughs) again because I'm like, okay, that's what we're doing next week, absolutely. And then I get to that time to start working on editing. I'm like, oh, no. I don't have my pictures edited. Or Rusty and Brendan don't have their pictures back to me. And so now it's 10 o'clock at night. I can work until 2 a.m., but I don't have any of the resources I need to edit it. So I have to switch gears, do something else, record something else, or edit something else. And so that's consistently happened the last month. It's been a little crazy, but we're getting back on track. It's
1: difficult to get the workflow. So many things have happened this last month that we're just kind of throwing us off track. So.
0: But yeah. thankfully, we're on track. We got the Patreons launched behind us, and now we can focus on our, new, our other content. And so believe me in the future when I say that, but not this week. Give me two weeks. Yeah. So Peyton, so, you had one more question that came up. Jeff Peterson said yeah, I the, love shadow, Jeff. Um, the shadow on the mittens is in March and September. Oh, right. he knows Good. the dates that you hit. Okay, awesome pro tip from Jeff Peterson. If you're not watched his, oh, watch his stuff. Sorry, if you haven't seen his stuff on his Facebook, Red Cliffs Photography, he's awesome, and he's a really good guy and a fun guy to hang out with. We're going to hang out with him this weekend. He says that from wait, what were the months? March to September. September? Yeah. yeah. Okay, from March through September. Those from are the, March
1: and September. Oh wait, is the that sun, what it is? March yeah. and September. There yeah. is an and between it. Uh,
0: okay. Okay. So only in the month of March and in the month of September will the shadow line up just right for that. So now we got to wait for September. Good to know. Yeah. yeah it would
1: be fun to go down there.
0: We'll be down there again.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's our playground. such a cool place. Oh, my goodness. It's so awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: And maybe our little intern can join us, our little. He's a foot and a half Finally. than me. Finally. Well. I've only been doing this for like two months. He's working for free, so uh, yeah. we don't expect too much of him. I'm surprised he shows up as much as he does. <laughs> but he's
1: great, though. So
0: yep. Yeah, I am. You're doing a good job, and you're featuring for your first time in a podcast. Good mm-hmm. work, man. Another thing that was kind of a, a nostalgic moment going back to this area was the Moki Dugway. If you guys have seen the Goosenecks and Goblins YouTube video, you know that I was not only scared but annoyingly scared when I went through there. I mean, I had three hours of sleep, Brendan was driving, I was on the passenger side looking over the cliff, and I was getting freaked up, freaked out of my mind. The whole way there. And when we went through it this time in the daylight, I had a chance. Well, I guess it was daylight last time. But with more sleep, I had a chance to really go and see, okay, we're fine. This is not that scary. And I don't think once I said anything. Well, maybe I did. No, tell. you did.
1: I did. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: did. <laughs> well, you know, you need to go slower. But I wasn't as bad as last
1: time. Yeah, and it's different. I don't know. It's always different driving a rental car versus your own car. And, <laughs> and you were uh, more but nervous. Then you get used to your car, and then you're just like, I know my car can handle, right? So, <laughs> I didn't want to find out rental how much car could handle. Not sure, but you're willing to take risks because it's not your car. So, this, <laughs> you know.
0: So, those of you who don't know the Monkey Dugway, which is 100% of you, and those, unless you're in Tim, Timothy Lynn, he knows that one. Yeah. He knew it. He actually, actually knew posted a lot on our about g- it.
1: listeners group. He just posted a picture of it. Oh, he did today. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So, then the uh, location there, you're basically coming on a higher elevation, and there's a big drop off, and they have scratched out a road very well done it's not like it's a crappy road it's very well really well um, graded too actually yeah graded really well it's it's flat but it's just you don't see it you can't see it from the
1: distance it's just this crazy switchback that goes so tight canyon wall basically it's just i mean it's insane so it's
0: very steep very scary if you're looking over the edge and it's all gravel and so if you take it too fast you're always afraid that everything's gonna skid out from underneath you and you're gonna go off the cliff but that never was at risk and within
1: five or ten minutes of driving it you are literally halfway up, and you're like, holy cow, this thing is tall. And the drop-off is like hundreds Ugh. of feet. And, it's, and you're seeing the whole valley, and it's just nuts.
0: The Valley yeah. of Kings or the Valley of Gods right valley there? Valley of Gods, I think. Valley of Gods, not Kings. Right. That area right there is beautiful, beautiful view. If yeah. you can drive to Goosenecks from Natural Bridges, Nas- Natural Bridges National Monument, take the pathway that's more direct because you'll go through the Moki Dugway. If you see it on your map, very squirmy little worm. That's right in the middle of the road path. Mm. That's the That's one. It. So since this trip was an opportunity for us to film a video, one of the biggest nuisances were trucks and loud vehicles. We constantly had loud vehicles driving through, and Brendan and I, we're not actors. We are very sincere, genuine doofuses who you will follow and have fun. Yeah, when you
1: see the videos, it's just <laughs> watching straight our up weirdness. What we do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and then so we get this moment where we have an actual line, a script. That we're supposed to be following. That and we even
1: wrote and it was still harder to deliver to deliver. <laughs> yeah. We'd give each other one
0: and a half lines or two sentences real quick and we'd deliver those lines. And so we'd be out there trying to deliver it perfectly while walking or turning towards the camera. And then you get moments where you get ruined by trucks driving through and all of a sudden here's another big truck.
1: Every two or three minutes uh, it was a big horse truck driving through that road. It was nuts.
0: Our lapel mics are good, but they still pick up that kind of noise. Yeah. So we had to redo it. And so, man, we we go out there and we'd be pacing back and forth on the ground. We had little feet print pathways that were completely obvious by the time we were done because it was like, wow, we just walked that 50 times. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to do, though, but different. We're so glad we don't script Photog Adventure videos. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. It's,
1: it's really hard. I mean, you have a lot... When you actually... Read a script and memorize it, and or try to memorize it, and then to, and then to deliver it naturally. Holy cow! You have a lot more respect for actors at that point when you actually try to act well. It's not as easy as it looks, and so um yeah, you get a little bit more respect for actors. You know when you when you attempt oh, to yeah. do something like that.
0: And they have longer lines than we had, and it was not oh that easy. yeah, like
1: yeah, and then try to. Add the emotion and all that stuff. It's just, it's crazy. That's why they have (laughs) entire, you know, schools and workshops and stuff for acting because there's just, there's a lot more involved than just like, Reading a line and saying it, you
0: know? Yeah. So. And it's so easy to be corny. Oh, my God. So I mean, we would write the line right. and it sounded fine reading it. But when we actually had to deliver
1: it, it felt you know like we had to do a once thumbs do this, up. Once you do this, then it's over. <laughs> yeah. So
0: if you haven't seen the Patreon video yet, go to our YouTube channel and watch it or re-watch it. And think about how Brendan and I are trying to deliver a line without one, laughing, without two, kind of thinking, obviously, while we're delivering the line because we're trying to remember the next word or looking too awkward with our cameras that we're holding. Hey, I'm Aaron King. <laughs> it was yeah. really it's really hard bizarre. not to look
1: robotic or it's really hard not to look too cheesy. <laughs> yeah. And there's a really fine line. I mean,
0: it's just really I fine we line. I think cross cheesy more than anything. Yeah, yeah. But and that's, you know, that's okay. That's who we are.
1: Yeah. What do you do? <laughs>
0: what can you do? So let's go into what went well and what didn't go well. Um, man, okay, I'll start this one. What went really well, those of you on the YouTube channel can see, my iPad Pro. It's gigantic. It's awesome. But... I actually can Wi-Fi it from my Canon 6D and connect with it and do a remote shoot with it. And it was really nice because I had my camera really low to the ground taking a shot where there was this S curve going from, it was sort of where the wind and the water would come through there. Yeah, like a little dry wash. It had swept out kind of a wash, yeah. yeah. And so it was really cool with ripple lines and some foot, feet print, unfortunately, there were feet print all over it. Well, not all over, but enough to be annoying. Mm-hmm. And it was cool to have that S-curve with that wash lead towards that Monument Valley hand and have the sunrise be there. And so I was really excited for that. And I had my camera nice and low so I can really capture that moment. I tried higher. This is what didn't go well. I'll jump Mm. into that too. Mm -hmm. I tried higher up. But the way that the S-curve ended so soon it didn't look very long up oh. higher. But when I was down low, it gave the impression of leading further into my mid-ground, my background mm-hmm. elements. And it was stronger there than it would have been if I had gone higher from my tripod and kind of had it obviously end in the first third. I wanted to cross over from the first third to the second third. Okay. And I only really got that being low to the ground and extending the, the implied distance of this mm-hmm. wash. So that went really well using that, that iPad to actually go, okay, I had this shot. I'm loving it, but I'm looking at it on a tiny, you know, 2.5, 3.5 inch screen. Right. I wanted to be for certain that I wasn't going to miss this sunrise. I'm going to have a moment where I go, oh, if only I would have moved my camera over this way, I would have been better. Or if I took out that distracting element here, if I framed it just a little bit. So I popped this guy out, got it connected on the Wi-Fi, and I used my iPad Pro, and we're talking giant screen now, and I was able to fine-tune my picture. I saw the weaknesses that I had, and I also saw weaknesses that I just had to deal with. I, Mm. I couldn't better them, but the strengths that I could really focus on, it brought me to bring the camera even lower and it had me actually turn away from one footprint that I didn't recognize was there and pull over to this direction and there was a cool rock a cool rock texture that was in the foreground that it was the most interesting thing in the closest foreground that if I cut off, it wouldn't have been in there. And why would I cut it off? It wasn't any better getting cut off. It okay. was better with it. And so thanks to having a big, awesome screen connected to my camera, I was able to see that, recognize it right there on location and get the camera shot right from out of camera. You know, well, like, And
1: the screen is like really like good density too. like it's a really like high definition screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're not just getting like this blurry pixelated image. You're getting like a really good quality image.
0: As if the image was transferred to the computer right? the iPad. Right, yeah, yeah. which is a
1: huge advantage. You it know? was, absolutely. If you're gonna, especially if you're working on little details, this thing is going to show, which is pretty sweet.
0: Oh, I loved it. It went really well using that.
1: So I've got the 5D Mark III. I'm a little sad because uh, when I was considering getting that, I was also considering getting a 6D, and I thought... Yeah, the Wi Fi sounds nice, but I probably won't use it as much as <laughs> and now I'm just like, dang it, I wish I had Wi Fi. So maybe I need to get one of those I fi cards or something like that and try that out. Well well for me was the sunrise was amazing. It was it was really easy to shoot. It's such an amazing bright thing. And even the pictures I took with my phone. Turned out like great, so I stuck a couple of those on Instagram. Kind of turned out even
0: better. Yeah, um, well, your I angle f- over where you went, you got away from the shadow that I was in, mm-hmm. and so it went really well. So
1: you, you're saying better as far as yours versus yours, mine? Yours, yours were better. Yeah. So yeah, um, I have some. I still need to process some of them, and I'm excited to get to working on them because they were really fun to take, and it was such a great place to be in that morning. It was just awesome. What didn't go well? Uh, anything you learned from the trip? Anything I learned? Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just exhausting. I mean, I don't know, like it's hard to (laughs) think. A thousand miles is exhausting. Yeah, I mean, I drove the whole way too, so (laughs) it was hard to think about what what didn't go well. Um, If anything, I learned is that uh, you need more sleep, and you need. to eat something if you're gonna be memorizing and saying stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Because it's not easy when you have no sleep and no nutrition. Stay so.
0: hydrated, sleep well, eat well. So your yeah. creativity and you're just you're at your best.
1: Because your mind just totally starts shutting down. I mean, it's just like I'm just like, what did I just read again? Like, ah, oh, why can't I remember this? It's like, oh, because I haven't eaten yet.
0: Especially on those so. long trips. Yeah, if you're gonna do something crazy like that. Well, awesome. Let's go ahead and take our last break of the podcast. And we'll go ahead and come back and talk about gear time and tip of the week. And we'll end the podcast episode 35. All right. Welcome back to the Photo Talk Adventures podcast. Now we're going to go into gear time with Brendan.
1: So for gear time, I want to talk about um, the 50 millimeter prime. Um, people have been using that for Astro because they can get them cheap and they're fast. So the cheapest one is the 50 millimeter um, Nifty 50. Most camera setups have a Nifty 50 1.8.
0: Yeah, the 1.8 is the big difference. Yeah,
1: I I think Sony has one. I know Nikon has one. I know Canon has one. And then the next bump up would be the 50 millimeter 1.4 for the Canon line. And then there's also a 50 millimeter 1.2 which is the highest end L glass. And I'm pretty sure Nikon and Sony both have a 1.2 option. Has the largest
0: aperture option. As well, yeah. So So 1.2,
1: 50 millimeter. I just picked one up this weekend. And so I want to do an Astro shootout with the 50 millimeter. So we're going to do the nifty 50, the the, the newest one, which is the STM lens.
0: And that's the STM that I've been borrowing, that right? That
1: he's been using, which is the great little lens. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it's it. It's like under $200 used Borrowing it in or quotes, new.
0: it's kind of like in the 90s when you'd borrow your... Or the 80s more. When you borrow your friend's Nintendo game and it actually became yours for six years... Yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I'm borrowing Brendan's. because I don't
1: ever have a need for it, and I have a 1.4 already. He's been borrowing it for a while, so yeah, yeah. So, so I'll I will do a gear time um, with the shootout. We'll go out and take the 50 millimeters out. We'll do with that us.
0: tonight or this weekend, even.
1: Um, this weekend. Okay. Maybe this weekend. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do anything tonight. So. Ah, it's too bad. So this weekend for sure, we've already got that planned. Um, I'll bring my new lens, you bring yours, and we'll bring all the lenses. And uh, I'm going to sell my 1.4, but before I sell it. Before I list it, I want to do the shootout. So yeah, you can have let's the do whole it. range. I know it's been done before, but we're going to do ours specifically on on Astro.
0: I don't think it has been done at least. And so YouTube people video. are th- maybe
1: thinking, hey, but it's 52 like zoomed in to do Astro. Well, uh, it's a prime lens, so you're going to get really sharp and let a lot of light in, and you just do panos. People use 50s for panos, and they turn out amazing because because it's a prime lens. You have less distortion because it's fifty millimeter and you can really make a beautiful, huge, awesome panel out of that. So
0: and that fifty has a giant aperture in the back that's just an amazing view of the light source that's out there. And so you're yeah, getting man, it looks a, a lot like this. Oh yeah, look at that. So you Nuts. can see,
1: you know, this is a one point eight and the uh, the fifty one point two is almost Maybe the same size, a little bit bigger than that. And the I mean, more and light
0: you can let in with your lens, the less noise you'll have to worry about because it's not going to be all sensor noise. Because yeah, the sensor's yeah, so you can turn your, your ISO adjust. down a
1: little bit, and you can even like stop it. You know, if it's really big, like a one point two, it might stop it down to two, and get a nice sharp. You know, yeah. image and still let more light in. So it's, and it's pretty e- awesome.
0: Even though you have to do a panorama, it's actually better to do that panorama. So you're going to win in the end. So yeah. it works awesome. Yeah. So for tip of the week, it comes straight from Jeff Peterson. It doesn't come from me. Tim and Jeff reminded me about this. I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, those are good guys. <laughs> you guys are. I, I've been doing time lapses and I did time lapses that went in the sunset over in Grand Teton. And my problem was is that I'm an idiot. And so. I've been using my ISO, and I noticed at the very beginning of the ISO it's auto and ramps up to all these numbers. And I've always just been in this manual mindset. I'm controlling my ISO. I'm controlling everything. I'm better because I'm going to do everything in manual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I kind of, like, ignore it. I put the, I put the horse, uh, what do they call those? Blinders. The horse blinders on. I'm focused. I'm not going to use anything other than manual. Well, we're in a sunset, and I'm sitting there recording a time lapse that I'm thinking... I wish I could bulb ramp. And Jeff goes, Why don't you use auto ISO? I'm like, Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Why don't you just use auto ISO? It'll ramp for you. Wait, wait, what? I'm like,
1: Oh, yeah. You
0: can use auto ISO and it'll adjust the ISO as the night gets darker and keep your image nice and neutral and stay in a certain exposure, a metering level that it's like, Here, it's going to stay there the whole time.
1: So that was an Oh, yeah moment for me because (laughs) when I had it, I remember when I had a T3i and I was recording um, a I was recording a fire on the other side of the mountains from my house that and you the started. moon was rising as the fire was – the sun was setting, moon was oh, rising, the cool. fire was going. And I did a time lapse and I remember, I remember it actually ramped for me and I was trying to remember how did I do that. And <laughs> then when he said that, I'm just like, oh, yeah, because I yeah, was in auto ISO when that was happening. <laughs> and uh, that was the first time I used Magic Lantern and uh, the camera was just set to auto ISO and it ramped pretty nicely. So yeah.
0: So the tip of the week is to remember what I didn't in that in your manual mode, set everything else, get the exposure the way you want, but put it on auto ISO and then it'll change for you and you don't have to go to your camera all the time and change down your shutter or change even your aperture, which you never do that. You wouldn't change your aperture mid, mid time lapse, but you would change your shutter to try and ramp it. And I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. So thanks, Jeff. Thanks for that feedback. Thanks for that helpful reminder. (laughs) I mean, I had a hard time finding auto ISO because I had never used it. Even though I remember seeing it every time I changed my ISO, it's at the very beginning of that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least on a Canon, you see at the very beginning of that list of all your options for ISO, and I just completely ignored that it was there. Like an idiot. Awesome. So thanks, guys, for joining us tonight. Thanks for joining us on YouTube and watching this video. We try to do at least one podcast a month, and right now it is May, and this is our podcast of the month. I guess we're doing live. But yeah. we have an intern now that will help us out. We can go live a lot more. If you guys enjoy this content, please comment or give us a thumbs up and let us know, yeah, yeah, we loved it. Thanks for doing this. Do it more. It's a lot of fun. And then come back to us on Monday when this is an edited version of the podcast, episode 35. You'll find it. It's right now saying an hour and 12 minutes on our task cam that yeah. we recorded. And so this will be edited down to probably 48 minutes, maybe 52, Yeah. somewhere yeah. around there. I'm going to somehow lose 20 minutes out of this because I do a lot of sweet magic editing on it.
1: So thanks for joining us for the last hour and uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. Be sure to visit our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash... Photog Adventures.
0: Yeah, please. You want to give us a monetary high five of $2? That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. And thank
1: you for our current patrons. You guys are awesome and you're helping oh, support really this. Really loving to you keep guys. us going.
0: Thanks for giving us this feeling that we're doing the right thing, that we should keep building this content. Give me goosebumps. <laughs> well, so donations allow like I said, to make these videos. <laughs> yeah, we like to border on the edge of cheesy all the time. Yeah. So thanks for thanks, watching. Guys. Thanks for listening and talk to you guys next week.
1: Okay.